Hello, 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 everyone. It is Erica Janelle, and this is another episode of Relationship Talks with Erica Janelle. I am so happy to see you guys again today. I know that we have started our series on Let's Talk About Sex. We will be picking that up, and I am going to actually be um, interviewing a panel of individuals. So I'm getting my panel together and hopefully we will get that completely finished by September. Um, fingers crossed that we'll get it by September um, for you guys. But wanted to kind of come before you guys today and talk about something that as I'm going through my journey, <laughs> I say that all the time, um, but something that's really been resonating with me and something that I've been really kind of analyzing and going through and, you know, just mulling over in my head and that is the importance of really, truly, truly understanding why healing is essential before you get into a relationship and how that healing affects the choices and decisions you make when it comes to relationships. So one of the things, one of my goals and my focuses with even starting this podcast is to really bring us back to the place of wanting to believe in relationships and wanting to devote ourselves to relationships. I feel like it's something that we have lost over a period of time and something that we have kind of gotten away from. And I have to speak specifically, especially in my black community, I cannot tell you the amount of conversations that I have with individuals, whether it be clients or whether it just be people that I'm meeting on a daily basis that have really gotten to a place of being really jaded and really just not even believing in love, not even believing in the idea of monogamy, not even in believing in the idea that it's something that can be attained. They don't believe that marriage is really a good institution. They think it's something that has you know, was introduced to us as a people. It's not natural. I've heard all of these different um, opinions and mindsets shifts when it comes to relationships and kind of what, you know, how a lot of the things that we've been taught are, are wrong or incorrect. And I'll be the first to say, and I say this all the time in all of my previous episodes, that Nobody can tell you what works for you in your relationship. It's individual between you and that person. So whatever relationship means to you, whatever decisions that you guys have decided together to make your unit work is what works for your unit. Whether it's a monogamous relationship, a polyamorous relationship, um, whatever that, a, a gay or lesbian relationship, whatever that looks like for you. Nobody can really tell you what the rules are for your relationship. That is a very individualized thing. But I want to talk about how the core of our belief systems when it comes to whether or not it's even worth our energy and our time. And I'll be the first to say it's impossible for you to have gone through this life and never get hurt or be rejected or disappointed or let down by another person because we're human. And as a human, we make mistakes. We do things that are not necessarily right. Not even always mistakes. Sometimes you just are not mentally where you need to be. And instead of you being honest with yourself or honest with the person that you're involved with, you go and you get into these relationships knowing that you can't meet your end of the bargain in a sense of, so if that person is looking for someone that is monogamous and you know that you don't want to be monogamous, then why even lead that person on or why even entertain that person? Because you know that that's not, they're not looking for what you're looking for. So you're already on two separate pages. That person's on one page, your person, you're, you're on a different page. And how can you make that come together when you're not on the same page? 
But oftentimes, instead of us being honest with ourselves and instead of us doing the work to really take our selfishness and our self-fulfilling um, desires and passions and push those to the side and really be honest with ourselves to determine what's best and in the best interest for that relationship, we often just go with what feels good to us, what pleases us, what makes us happy, not considering how that makes the other person feel. So if... For instance, like in the example I gave, if you know that you're not a monogamous person and you don't want to be monogamous, then why entertain somebody that you know that that's where they are? I feel like we have to take some level of responsibility as individuals, not saying that that other person doesn't have to take their level of responsibility for tolerating something that's against what they believe in. But you as the individual have to take some level of responsibility and say, you know what? As much as I like you, as much as I vibe with you, as much as I may even love you, I know that I want something different from what you want. So I'm going to be the mature person. I'm going to be the person that respects you enough to bow out gracefully and let you find what it is that you desire. But oftentimes we don't do that. And we don't do that because we're so broken and or so selfish that we only want what feels good to us, what works for us. And we're not considering what, what works for the other person or what is in their best interest. We're considering what's in our best interest. And as a result, it's selfishness. And so I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about the importance of the healing process. And let's just start there. So if you know, and we all have been through some type of heartbreak, and if you have not, you will go through some level of heartbreak, disappointment, rejection, whatever that looks like. And so it's important for you to take some time to yourself to really reflect on where you are and be honest with yourself and say, hey, you know what? I'm hurt right now. I am having trust issues right now. I know that I can't truly, fully, 100% give myself to another person without making them have to, in essence, pay for what somebody else has done to me. So when you know you're in that mental space, don't open yourself up to a relationship until you've done some healing. And so I hear some of you saying in my head, well, how do you heal? We hear you need to heal before you go into a, be a into another relationship. But what does that process look like? So let me give you some practical steps to healing once we get there. But first, I want to talk about that. So in the example, we talked about, you know, someone that maybe knows that their person is looking for someone that believes in monogamy and they don't. That person should bow out gracefully. So let's say for let's use that same scenario and say that person do, did the do, did do the respectable thing and told their person, let's say it's the man that told the woman, hey, I know that I am not able to live up to that standard. And I know that that's something you desire. So I'm going to as much as it hurts me, I'm going to remove myself from this and I'm going to allow the next person that you deserve to take to date you in that instance. I'm pretty sure the woman on the receiving end of that would be very hurt and very devastated and very broken and, and, and very, you know, probably taken off guard if a man told her that. Well, one of the things that I want to encourage you to do when something like that happens to you, that's not necessarily your decision or not something that's necessarily what you want. How do you navigate that and start the healing process? So one of the first things to do is not to get back 
at the person, not get in your emotions, try to be logical, try to step outside of your emotional self and think from your logical self and say, okay, yes, that hurt me. Yes, that broke me. Yes, that tore up my emotions because I say I really love this person. However, I know that they did a thing that was selfless and they didn't want to hurt me in the long run. So you know that that's their heart. At least if you if that's a good person and they actually explain themselves well enough, you should know that their intentions were good and their intentions were pure and they did it out of the right heart and out of the right mindset. How do you now navigate your emotional self that's hurt, that's broken, that's devastated, that's taken back by that decision that that person has made? Well, one of the first things you do is recognize the blessing in you not dragging that relationship longer on longer than you needed to because knowing that that wasn't exactly what was right for you it was holding you back and blocking you from what was really meant for you that's the first thing so try to step outside of your emotions long enough to realize the blessing in it all and then the second part once you've done that and you realized okay well at least he was honest at least he told me where he was and at least i didn't get more invested in this situation years down the line when it'll been really even more devastating and more difficult for me to let it go the next step to do is to really take some time to yourself <laughs> you know you've heard that saying the best way or fastest way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else that is the worst most idiotic thing somebody can say now if you're in a mindset where you just want to you know live your best life and have sex and not be caught up in feelings do that but don't do it based on be do it from a don't do it from a broken place do it from a place of that's just where you are in your life and that's the decision you want to make we all have free will we can do what we want to do in these physical bodies we can live the life that we want to live based on whatever our standards are so let's say you know you're hurting so the first thing that you want to do is stop the hurting and maybe not even stop the hurting but what's the word cover up the hurting by putting your attention with somebody else so it distracts you from dealing with the issue that's the opposite of what you need to do. You have to be willing to go deep and go into the depths of your emotions and feel what you're feeling. Allow yourself to feel the hurt. Allow yourself to feel the pain. Allow yourself to feel the rejection and deal with it. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to pretend that it's not there. Actually look at it. And if you need to, write out your feelings. Journal it. Write out when he told me what he told me, I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt devastated. I felt like somebody ripped my heart out of my chest. Write those things out and actually express that. Openly express it. Openly express your emotions. If that means you got to cry, if that means you, you got to, you know, you're feeling depressed, if whatever it is, own what you feel. The biggest mistake that we can do to hinder our healing process is to pretend that something does not exist when we know deep down in our hearts it does. So when you feel rejected, when you feel hurt, when you feel depressed, when you feel taken advantage of, when you feel lied to, when you feel manipulated, when you feel betrayed, whatever those feelings are, be willing to say it and be honest with yourself. I feel betrayed. I feel devastated. I feel like you ripped my heart out of my chest. Say that. And if you don't have to say it, you don't have to necessarily say it to them. You just need to own it and you need to realize that that's where you are. 
And then once you've come through that pro come through that process, the next step in that is understanding that this may take me some time. Give yourself some time and some grace to be human and to feel what you're feeling. Give yourself some time to sit in it and deal with it. And sometimes that may mean reaching out to friends and 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 letting them know kind of what you're feeling, what you're going through. That might be contacting a therapist. That might be contacting a life coach like myself or someone else. That may be whatever that dynamic looks like for you. So whatever that dynamic looks like, be willing to talk it through with somebody so that you can get some sound positive advice. And word to the wise, when it comes to sound positive advice, don't get someone that you're talking to about your problems that's necessarily going to always side with what you want to hear. Get someone that's going to challenge you to refocus your energy, refocus your attention. Somebody's going to challenge you to dig a little deeper and see it from a different perspective. Don't get somebody that's going to coddle you and give you what you want. Get somebody that's going to teach you how to really truly evaluate your feelings to see if they're actually in the right direction or if they're being expelled the right way. Okay. So, and also talk to someone that you know is not a gossip and someone that's not just going to be like man bashing or woman bashing or someone like that. Get somebody that you know is healed, someone that's mature, someone that already knows what they want and they're on their path or on their, on their trajectory to where they want to be. Don't follow after someone that's still dealing with their own problems and they're still bitter and they're still angry and they're still, you know, in their own mental space where they need to heal and expect them to give you good sound advice. That's not going to happen. So who you talk to is as, is as equally important as what you talk about. Okay. So those are two steps that you can take. Once you've found those confidants and those people that you can trust, your, your soul tribe, the people that you can confide in that you know are not going to judge you, that are not going to mislead you, that are not going to tell you what you want to hear, but they're going to challenge you and help you through the healing process. The next step to do is to actually, you know, take some time to yourself, whatever that looks like. So take that time to deal with it. Feel what you feel, but give yourself, like for me, I give myself a time frame for how I'm going to, how long I'm going to wallow in whatever it is I'm feeling, whether it's depression, whether it's rejection, whether it's I'm disappointed, whether I'm hurt, whether somebody betrayed me, lied to me. I give myself a time limit. And generally for me, that's like 72 hours. That's the maximum amount of time I give for a thing or a person to rent that much space in my brain. Doesn't mean my emotions, my heart won't still feel broken after 72 hours, but I give myself 72 hours to sit in it and to really analyze it and to really think through what I'm feeling. And after I give myself those 72 hours, my next step is to get up and do something different. And for me, that is doing some things of for self-care, whether that be some time in meditation, some time doing yoga, some time, you know, taking myself out to go get my nails done or go get my hair done or, you know, taking myself out to dinner, taking myself out to do something that makes me feel valued. Whatever that is, everybody's dynamic is different. It could be going for a hike. It could be going jogging. It could be, you know, going to the gym. It could be cooking. It could be reading a book. It could be taking a vacation. Whatever that looks like for you that helps you to feel like your best self and to know that you're worthy of love and that you deserve love, whatever that looks like for you. And to and, and to that note, 
until you really learn how to truly love yourself and love being with yourself, you really are not going to be ready to be with somebody else. And I know that's such a thing that people say all the time, but the reality is until you learn how to love yourself, you won't know how to love anybody else. So it's okay to be single. It's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to be by yourself and sit with yourself, to date yourself. It's okay to invest in yourself. It's okay to take you out on trips. It's okay to take you out on dates. I date me every week. It's important. It's healthy to take care of you. It's healthy to invest in yourself, to do whatever makes you feel beautiful, what makes you feel loved, what makes you feel worthy, what makes you feel special, what makes you feel unique, what makes you feel valued, whatever that looks like. Find that thing and do that for yourself at least once a week while you're going through your healing process. My next step and my next suggestion would be to talk to a therapist or a life coach. There are plenty of life coaches out here that would love to help you navigate through those things. I am a life coach. I am a business coach. I am a career coach. I can help you through those things. But there's also other people that can give you a different perspective. I, my personal, my personal thing is I like to get perspectives from men. So I like to talk to people that I trust, people that are trusted confidants that I can confide in, i.e. my brothers or even just my spiritual brothers, people that I know love me like a sister and would give me good sound advice and help me to understand understand and navigate my emotions and even navigate what that person has done to me. So like in the example that I gave in that instance, if a man came to me and said that to me, I would I'm pretty I can pretty 100% say pretty much 100% say that if I was to talk to my brother Everett whom you guys have seen on my podcast many times, if I was to talk to him about that situation and tell him what happened in the in the in the scenario that I gave, he would 100%, I can guarantee say, well, that's good. He did the honorable thing. He would, he, instead of dragging you along and being selfish and fulfilling his own sexual or selfish desires, he decided to let you go because he knew that he couldn't give you what you wanted. That's a good man. He would definitely tell me something like that. So be willing to seek the advice of someone that can give you a real good positive perspective and help you really navigate through all of the, the layers and the levels to the things that you're dealing with. Because let's be honest, when you're involved emotionally in a situation, it's kind of hard sometimes to get past the emotional side of it because you feel what you feel. Your heart is physically sometimes hurting because of what happened to you emotionally. Like I've actually been there where my physical heart hurt because of what hurt me emotionally. And when situations like that happen, it's sometimes not easy or even realistic for you to think rational. So you need those trusted, valued confidants that you can talk to, whether it be a therapist, whether it be a coach, whether it be a friend, whatever that person is, let that person give you different perspectives and help you navigate through your healing process. And then as you're dating yourself and doing things that take care of your self-care, I promise you, as you keep going through this process, you'll start to realize that being by myself isn't bad. I tell people all the time, I love my single life. Don't get me wrong. I am ready for my husband. Like I am looking forward to my husband, whomever he may be. I'm looking for him to enter into my life. But I will tell you this, while I am single, 
I am working on me. I'm building businesses. I'm building my brand. I'm building my name. I'm working on my finances. I'm working on my body. I'm working on all of the things that I want to do to be the best version of myself so that when he comes, I'm already prepared. But more importantly, it's not even about him. It's about me investing in me because until I learn how to take care of me and I learn how to love me by myself, it doesn't matter. A man could tell you all day how beautiful you are. A man could tell you how wonderful you are, how special you are, how perfect you are. But until you believe that about yourself, it doesn't matter. And it'll never really get here. And it definitely won't get here until you start to see that about yourself. So it's so important to surround yourself with people that help build you, not tear you down, not break you apart, but people that build you up. Is so, so, so important. So I challenge you guys to think about those things that we're talking about in this, in this series right now and really, really kind of navigate, have and evaluate, have I done the necessary work to heal before I start wanting to be with another person? Healing sometimes takes, it can take weeks, it can take months, and sometimes it can take years, depending on how devastating these situations were that you went through. So be willing to be patient with yourself. Be willing to be patient through the process and be willing to learn what you need to learn. Embrace what you need to embrace. Keep a hope, open heart and an open mind so that you can receive feedback from other people. And then when you're able to do it, if God even directs you to do so, you can always talk to that person and you can get closure there. You know how I am about closure. I don't believe you need to always talk to the person to get closure. closure. Closure can come from within. It doesn't always mean that you have to talk to that person to get closure. You can create your own closure. And oftentimes in my situations, I've done that. There are times, like if I've broken it off with someone, I never break it off with someone and not tell them why and give them why I'm doing it, whether it be over the phone, whether it be face-to-face, -face, whether it be in an email, a text message. I don't really like to break up over text messages. It's kind of rude, but sometimes that's what it is. You know, I prefer to just be open, as open and honest as possible because I want you to know why. I don't ever want you to not understand what it was that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I need you to know why I'm done or why I don't want to do this anymore, why I don't want to continue in this relationship. And I feel like that's a respectable thing. But in reality, not everybody gives you closure. Don't look to them to give you anything. Look within to give yourself what you need. Validate yourself. Don't allow people to be the only reason you feel validated. You validate you. And when you get to that place, it's the most healthy, freeing, peaceful place you can be in is when you self-validate and you self-invest and you self-impart into yourself. It's nothing better than knowing who you are and being comfortable in your own skin and looking to God and your own internal view of yourself to help you navigate through your challenges. Because I will promise you this, you're not going to always get somebody to tell you what you want to hear. You're not going to always get somebody that's going to um, give you the closure that you're looking so, for. So be willing to get it from yourself. Be willing to impart into yourself. Be willing to love on yourself. Be willing to be intentional with how you treat yourself. The words you speak to yourself. Positive words and how you talk about yourself and to yourself is so important because it shapes the way we think. What we speak out of our mouths 
shapes what we think in on the inside. And so you have to be willing to speak positive things and know positive things about yourself. Don't wait for somebody to tell you who you are. Don't wait for somebody to tell you you're beautiful. Don't wait for somebody to tell you that you're worthy. Don't wait for somebody to tell you that you're perfect and you're awesome and you're amazing and you are everything that, you know, God could have built for the ideal person. You need to see that for yourself. And until you see it within yourself, nobody else is going to see it. And if they do see it, you will become codependent on them to pour into you that way. But what if they, as a human being, miss the mark and you're not getting everything that you wanted from them? What if that happens? Then, then where is your confidence? If your confidence only comes from another person, then they can take it. Think about that. If your confidence only comes from what somebody else tells you about you, then they have the power to take it or give it. And why would you give another human being that power? When you have the power to determine your value, you have the power to determine your worth. You have the power to determine what you deserve. So that's my little word of encouragement. I'm not going to preach to you guys, even though my, my friends that know me closest always call me Pastor E. <laughs> not a pastor, but I'm very passionate about relationships. And I believe that it's time for us to change our mindsets and especially us in the black community. We've been broken down and destroyed. We cannot continue to destroy the black family. We have to build our families up. We have to create a strong, solid foundation. Everything's been taken from us historically and systemically as a race. We have to go take our stuff back. And I'm going to do my part and impart into the people that God's called me to reach, my soul tribe, the people that God's called me to minister to. I'm going to do my part to help bring us back to that place of oneness, whether it be, you know, a man and a woman relationship, a woman and a woman, a man and a man. I don't care what the dynamic of your relationship is or a poly relationship. I don't care what the relationship is. At the end of the day, I just want to see us win. I just want to see us get back to love because at the end of the day, we're not meant to be by ourselves. We're meant to have companionship. We're meant to have partnership. It's it's innate for us, despite what people will say. It is innate to have partnership. It is innate to want to have a partner to pour into you. And I'm, I'm my part that I want to play in this world is to bring us back to that. So I hope this ministered to you. I hope it helped you along the process and along the way. I love you guys and I'll see you guys next week. I'll keep you guys posted on the um, panel that we're going to have coming up. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.